talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I am here with my sweet, very good-looking co-host. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good at those compliments, so <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> His name is Jesse Sandoval, people, and I believe he's available unless he's keeping things from me. Uh, <laughs> another very sexy person that we got on this podcast one of the sexiest voices in the game makes one of the sexiest shirts in the game. I don't know which one in particular is the sexy shirt, but he makes them. Uh, we got Jake Barnes. How you doing? What up, everybody? Um, back at it, bro. Season's here next week, so I'm hyped. So we originally had another guest in line. The guest couldn't do it. Jake did it last minute. We appreciate you coming on. We finally got our technical difficulties worked out where now we could have guests again. And <laughs> here we are. Uh, Jake, yeah, you know, people have heard me and Jesse talk all summer about all this stuff, but yeah. we'll get we'll get into the main stories today. But I want to know your thoughts on the preseason so far. Is there anyone that stands out? Does anyone look better? Does anyone look the same? Does anyone look bad? Oh, my God. It's been a terrible preseason. I ain't going to lie to y'all. It's been like, uh, honestly, I, when the game that I was watching last night with them, when we were playing our third string, when they were playing the Nuggets third string, like, it was terrible, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was PG going off, and then Kawhi had his little, you know, little buckets here and there and stuff like that. But it was just, it's nasty. And then there's obviously, like, this gaping hole with Marcus Morris that nobody's talking about that it's just like, Oh, he's healthy. Oh, he has a groin strain. Oh, he has a back spasm. Oh, you know, like there's always something happening. I don't know, but I guess it's cool to see Bones play. Norm has been terrible, and I like capital terrible. Um, but he was terrible to start the season last year. So, uh, here's to another mediocre year. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I feel like uh. The norm take is pretty accurate. I feel like Bones has looked pretty good. Like Bones, yeah, Bone, Bones looks like he's a better player than he was last season. Outside of that, everyone looks like they're bringing the same energy they had last year. The zoo's not catching passes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Terrence doesn't look like uh, the the second coming of Michael Jordan, like the Clippers think he will be. Like, oh it's, God. Don't even start, bro. Well, I will. We'll get into it. Don't even start. And uh, Norman Powell, just you know, you, I don't know what to say. Like, I feel like there's players on this team that does what Norman Powell does, and everyone does it a little bit better. The only thing he, no one does better than him, probably is the foul baiting. But we're trying to trade for that, <laughs> so I, I really there's no use for Norm. But uh, yeah, like you know, we have one more preseason game left. Um, by the time people listen to this, it will probably be the same night as you're listening to this, but it's one more. And then next Wednesday, we have our first regular season game against the Trailblazers. Uh, how are you generally feeling before we get into some of the, the news we got this morning? Uh, just about, I guess, James Harden in general. 
Just in, like, yeah, the Clippers, James Harden. I think Jordan, it's in the season with or without him. I, I think, uh, well, first of all, I, I think Ty Lue doesn't have it figured out all the way. Like, obviously, there's like that big gaping hole with Marcus Morris that we have no idea. That's whatever million dollars, I think $17 million on the books that is basically unplayable. And uh, Nico is like a step slower looking at him in preseason. Uh, the, at the end of the day, the guys are all a year older. And I'm not worried about Kawhi or PG. The only worry to have with them is health concerns, right? That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do believe that they're like all-star, all-NBA level players. So I'm not worried about them. It's really the supporting cast and the top-end talent that is the tough part. For sure. Yeah, like like you said, the gaping hole of the four. And I think there's two players in-house that kind of – are in the running for that position, right? Like, obviously, we have Marcus and Batum, but I'll get to him in a second. Right now, in terms of we're just going up with the best quality player on the court, it's either Terrence Mann or it's Rocco, right? Those are the two players that are kind of going for the power forward position. Whereas I feel like if Terrence got it, technically he wouldn't be the power forward. He would right. just be like, we would probably shift. We would shift, <laughs> yeah, we would shift some, you know, this possessionless basketball kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Rocco kind of fits the position a little bit better, but both those players are probably also in trade rumors <laughs> right now. And I could see Ty being like, I don't want to start formulating my starting five or formulating my offense if I don't know exactly who my five players are going to be. Like it could be James Harden or it could be Terrence Mann or whatever, you know. Batum, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say it before the season starts, and I, I, I hope I'm, that I'm wrong, right? I was looking up the VORP for all these players who could possibly be involved in this uh, James Harden deal, mm-hmm. and Nick, Nicholas Batum had the highest VORP out of all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think Rocco had a pretty high VORP, too, or something like that. But, uh, but actually, I don't think he did. <laughs> but Batum... If you're if if the rumors are that this is your final season, I think it's his body and himself telling himself that this is this is the end of the road, right? And, and I I don't think he he he's that guy in terms of like starting fours, you know. But I feel like we might be forced to have to play him there, and I think the Clippers should try to do something about that within a week. Like we shouldn't be starting the season with all these guys. I could I, I see I see the sneaky thing they did with Marcus Morris having somewhat of an injury per se, so he could technically sit as long as we need him to sit. But if he's still sitting and it's December, like all right, well, what really what injury did he really have? Right, because he's practicing with the team. <laughs> you know, he you just can't have Marcus quote unquote miss games for an entire month and a half of the season, right? So. Right. They're gonna have to do something about that, but I think that, I mean, that yeah. I mean, bro, like the answer is the answer is simple. Like it's to start Terrence Mann, you know, and play positionless and gang rebound and put a lot of rebounding on Zoo and Kawhi and PG to get their five, four, six rebounds a game, and Terrence gets his four. Russ is a good rebounding guard. Like at the end of the day, that's the answer. But realistically, I mean, that means that we have basically three players that are incapable of playing starter power forward minutes, which would be Rocco Batum and Morris. 
So yeah. basically three gaping holes on your roster that uh, are unplayable, which I, I feel like more, more – uh, I feel like all three are playable. Maybe Marcus isn't playable on this team. I feel like maybe if he goes somewhere else, you know, lessen his role, maybe he could be playable somewhere else. But, um, yeah, we're just at that stage where it's time to put the best players on the court. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't know if Jesse's here or not. Yeah, I, I, I am. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Marcus Morris is playable anywhere, honestly. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, I, uh, I feel like Jake's just trying to be like a really nice guy. Um, and then maybe like he's hoping that when some other scoutings like listening to our podcast, trying to get some ideas of what kind of moves they can do for for their teams. And it's not Marcus Morris, buddy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I feel like it's like, can we look for a, a slow guy to shoot threes? I'm sure you can find that somewhere else in the league. You don't have to get an $18 million player. You're right. I mean, yeah, no, that that's bro. It's a fact. I mean, he makes way too much for just to not play. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunately I, I didn't really get to uh watch the the preseason game because I was too busy being an elder emo, because that's what the what the kids call us now. I was okay. uh I was at the Hollywood Bowl watching the Def Cat for Cutie. But <laughs> Oh, how was it? How was it? Oh dude, amazing. That was my first time I've ever been there. It I've I've never been to Hollywood Bowl. It's it's a cool experience. I recommend yeah, it. the Hollywood Bowl is pretty nice, right? Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Or, um, but yeah, I saw the highlights and I, I do agree that it was lackluster. I guess everything's going to be lackluster when you dangle a carrot in front of us. Right. And you don't see that carrot on your team, I guess, <laughs> in, in the Clippers Jersey. Uh, we could, we could Photoshop that, but <laughs> I, I could try to have that, have that AI generated. I'm going to put dangling. Carrot <laughs> in the Clippers jersey. Let's see. Let's see what pops up. But yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I, I from the highlights I saw, I think PG and Kawhi look good. I think they'll be fine. Like like Jake said, uh, there's nothing huge question mark. It's just health, right? Um, Terrence, we know his ceiling. We know what he can do. Um, yeah, uh, man, I don't know. There's just not a lot to say because it's just the same team that we know. <laughs> like seriously, so at this, like, at this point, it's prove it. Like I don't, I don't got much to say. Prove it. Show me. Show me. It's a, it's it's a pretty big gamble so far this season on what Lawrence Frank is approaching. Yeah, I, I, I right now I'm trying. I'm currently trying to AI generate a dangly carrot and Clippers jersey, but. Uh, <laughs> uh but uh yeah like i i mentioned this earlier today and i think we're all just trying to kind of tippy toe around the elephant in the room right and i think like let's just be honest let's get into the james harden thing uh this is going to be like what our seventh episode in a row talking about james harden and uh it's not our fault <laughs> you know like yeah. e- even when even when the uh, both the 76ers woes the clippers even uh other espn analyst shams give us reasons not to keep thinking or talking about it then the next day those same people will give us reasons to talk about it right and so it's like we're we're here again we're a week away from the season starting and uh before we all right let's do this let's wrap up. i woke up this morning 
and I'm reading like, hey, James Harden to go to practice. And I'm like, okay, I don't, <laughs> right? like, <laughs> okay, I don't really care. Like, and then I was like, I didn't realize until I read deeper into it that it, I guess it was somewhat of a big deal because I guess he has been going to practice. I thought, I thought he was off and on all training camp, to be honest with you. Like, he missed media day. He hasn't played any of the preseason games. Apparently, he wasn't practicing with the team, but he was running bleachers at some point. You know, so I thought it was like an off and on thing, but apparently, reports are that, like, no, it's kind of a big deal that he just didn't show up unannounced kind of thing, right? So I'm, I'm reading into it. And then all of a sudden, every analyst on Twitter, every person on Twitter starts giving their take on like what what could it be? And I feel like all summer we've been holding on, like you said, to this dangling carrot and just uh, being like, oh, this this is the time like this is going to happen any hour now. Now that this story broke, now that this story broke, it's going to happen tomorrow morning. Right. And we've been doing that since June. And so here we are again. And now we're hearing, like, you know, it was a draft pick. It was two draft picks. It's a, the Clippers were looking for draft picks from another team, but the 76ers didn't want them. It's pick swaps. It's Terrence Mann and other contracts and stuff like that. So this is where we're at now. It's so, It's like it's this weird feeling of, like, we've never been closer to a trade happening, but we've also never been further away. And so... And apparently, like, you know, Daryl Moore saying the Clippers are unserious and then the Clippers are like, well, we're not going to bet, our, bet against ourselves. And- because they are. It's because they yeah. are. They're, they're not serious. They're not. They're not. So I have my takes in general about feel- about the general feeling about this, but I'm going to challenge you two and I'm going to challenge myself. And I, I kind of want us to have somewhat like we could be in the same ballpark, but I kind of want us to have different takes a little bit of objectively why should we not trade for james harden and i don't know which one of you guys want to go first i think uh we'll let the guests go first you know no oh, there Shaky. you go what a, yeah. what a nice guy um i i guess like because there could i mean there could be a package later along the season that could maybe be a better fit I mean, if you're worried about fit, you know, those for those people that are worried about like, oh, we need a better power forward or we the rust doesn't work as our point guard. Well, even that wouldn't matter because James Harden is perfect for that. So really it would have to be a big man, power forward or center. Um, that's it. I mean, honestly, that that's the only thing I got for it. People can make the whole case about, oh, he's risky. And in the offseason, he's a free agent and we don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, but you don't know what PG or Kawhi is going to do at the end of the year either. So at this rate, they've done this for five years. Um, it is what it is. You know, like there, 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 there is legit no reason to not go for him. There's no reason, bro. I mean, if you if you like your role players, I guess. Right. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I was listening to all of it, but then I saw my AI generated pictures of a, of a carrot in a Clippers jersey. I'm going to try to uh, snapshot and send you guys, and I'll put it as the theme picture for yeah, our, up, for, for our podcast. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, kind of going to your point, like I guess, like you said, there might be a better deal down the line. You know, I'm not going to steal your thing, but like I. 
I I could the one thing that I think pops up in my head is if we go all in on two mid thirties stars that I'm not saying are all injury prone, but two thirds of them really are, and one of them has has had some kind of injury history, right? That's probably not the best way to go in um in a league that's just getting younger and younger. And it's also probably not going to help us in the future, right? We don't have any picks and stuff like that. And I'm surprised that we're going into the season without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard's camp locking up contracts already. I'm actually surprised by it because if this season goes south, they're not going to get paid elsewhere next season, I don't think. They're going to have to take the play, the the player option and then try to play themselves back into a contract again. Like I don't know why they would put that at risk necessarily. And who knows, maybe like a day before the season starts we get the notification from Woj that like both both of them signed their extensions, right? I don't know if they're trying to wait to see if we get a third star to do it or but I I also think this indicates that they do want to stay here and they're trying to make it work, but they're also trying not to handicap the franchise for the next 5 to 6 years. So, get, but I feel like everyone except for Terrence Mann, if we were to trade for James Harden, would be uh, they're technically rentals as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? We would just be consolid- consolidating all that money into one player. Uh, and yeah, it does make building a roster in the future harder. We are going to trade a draft pick when we don't have any. Then we're what are we waiting till? 2030 to have our first legitimate our first legitimate draft pick that we've earned we do have pick swaps with other teams like we'll we'll still have first round draft picks that's why i'm not too concerned about trading one right so we'll have pick swaps there and there but i I could see the take that it's like maybe we shouldn't trade for a 34 year old guard (laughs) and maybe uh i don't know jesse do you have anything that you would make you say we can't we shouldn't trade for Harden. Well, uh, I guess like you can really compare yourself to the West, right? That's our competition, and I guess if you're Lawrence Frank, you're asking yourself, does acquiring Paul like does acquiring James Harden give you a better chance at winning a championship? And if so, how much? And if the answer is not a slam dunk, then it's a gamble. So. I can I can see I can see that because I like it is a very stacked West. I mean, we, yeah, the Suns that got four stars or no, not four. Um, they got rid of Chris Paul. Never mind. <laughs> well, he's not even a star anymore. But you know, that's what I'm trying to get at. What I'm trying to get at right now is like there there are legitimate threats in the West, and whether or not James Harden elevates you past those for certain uh, is a question, right? Uh, we don't know the chemistry. We don't know how that's going to work out. There's a lot of question marks and not a lot of certainty in that in that play. Um, as for the seriousness, I don't know. I feel like Lawrence Frank has a lot in like the Clippers have a lot going on there and like not going. Sorry, I'm like struggling on this, but I think the Clippers feel like they have all the chips and they have all the leverage on their side. And it's a gamble right now because it's it's the preseason. This is where everything's neutral right now. If we start off rocky, we have no leverage whatsoever, and we're desperate. And that we have to do whatever whatever the Sixers want. So, uh, 
I went on a huge rant. I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, I, don't know yeah, I don't know I, what I, you want to pick, but I think I think it was good. I'm I'm trying to find a way to like share this with you guys real quick on the pod. I know like this is bad audio content, but I want both of your guys' reaction to this. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, just just to like jump where Jesse was like on what he was saying, it's true, but you know, it's true too. Like Daryl Morey, he can't afford the Clippers to have a good start. You know what I'm saying? Like if they go eight and two in their first ten, he's cooked. I mean, he he's flambéed. If they if if they even have a an ounce of life going into the trade deadline, like he he's not getting his trade. So, um, he's walking a fine line too, a very fine line. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then like I saw like in the article they were trying to put. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll post this on the tweet on the on our Twitter. My my favorite thing that it's the number thirteen. That's the same number he. No, uses. this is I, hard. This I, is I, hard, bro. I, I, I hard. didn't I didn't even put James Harden at all in the prompt. I just said dangling carrot and Clippers jersey, and we got these four bangers right here. We have this one. This is that, hard, bro. This is yeah. Hard. <laughs> no, that's the one with like it looks like it's sticking out its tongue. <laughs> yeah, that one's really cool. I like the one with the eye, and I low key like the one that is just like no face. It's just like carrot hands. Yeah, yeah. Dude, these these jerseys are better than the the city edition jerseys <laughs> by 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 a mile. These are but, so hard, and don't even get started on those jerseys. Don't even get like don't even don't even bring those up. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't even I, bring them up. It's like I I I had op- I had optimism that they would be good, and I I'm not I'm I'm not feeling that anymore. Maybe when I see them wear it, or what if we have like the greatest Clipper game of all time in them, or something like that? But I, I don't know if we're gonna have that this year, so. No, they're not. They're not very good. <laughs> Same thing. Suck. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, it's kind of interesting though. Like I was reading that uh, athletic. At one point, they just started giving up on like trying against Terrence Mann, and they thought they can get Paul George. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like Moore, come on, dude. But I don't. But I don't blame Daryl Morey though. I, 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 bro. It's like first, if you are not offering me Terrence Mann for James Harden, then what are we even talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I, I would, I would answer the same way. Then PG. I mean, if you don't want to give me Terrence, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do, I do kind of feel like it, it is one of those things where it's like the they were so pissed off by the trade offer that they're just like, fine, just get, and like, and then they, can't, you know, in fantasy football, when someone sends you a bad trade offer that you counter with, you count, you counter with trying to trade for their best player. I feel like yep. that's what the 76 is. They're like, all right, well, fine. We'll just, well, well, well what about Paul George? And like, all right, this conversation's ending. It's, uh, nas- it's nasty, bro. It's not, na- let me, you know what? Let me just, let me just, can I just, can I just, can I just yeah. talk, talk my shit? Like talk, t- talk your shit, bro, bro. <laughs> at what point, at what point can anybody like come to justification that you wouldn't trade Terrence Mann for James Harden, bro? Like Jesse yeah. said, Lawrence Frank is thinking, hmm, is this a slam dunk? Right now, you don't even got a chance at a slam dunk. Right now, you're not even taking off from the line. You're not even about <laughs> to dunk the ball. Right, right, right now, you Zubats getting stuffed. Like, I, I'm sorry, bro. Like, he just averaged 21 and 11. He led the league in assists last year, had a 40 ball in the playoffs while Embiid was out, gets paid less than Tobias Harris and was out there balling. I don't know what to, what, what do people want, bro? What more? I, I feel like 
they just like and i know it's like clipper fans like and I, we have like our players that we hold close to like i loved pat bev at the time when he was here and i actually was like pretty big fan of like um the gallinari even though he was basically like a rental I, I like personally met shay you know what i'm saying we traded blake griffin one of my favorite players of all time we traded shay we traded lou will for rondo a rental mm-hmm. like we traded all these beloved players, but the line stops at Terrence Mann, bro. I just I have no I got no like idea, bro. What is going on? And and I think like we've we've kind of mentioned this before, and I, I think you feel this way, Jake, is well, if we're really valuing Terrence Mann like that, then he needs to step up. Like we can't just have him uh do pull off a what an eleven four and four season or something like that right like oh we my need... god i'd be happy with 11 four and four right Prince now we're man. right now we're getting eight and eight and three eight and four <laughs> like, 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 like like seriously if he comes into this season and he doesn't play upwards north of like 25 27 into 32 minutes like it's a complete failure because number one that means we're not putting our best assets on the floor because if the sixers are saying that's your best asset and it's our best asset. It's that it's, that, it's that. it's that simple. Like, bro has to play upwards to thirty minutes a game, and right. the only reason why it's like we should move off of Terrence is number one, he can secure way more money going to Philly because Philly will play him. Nick Nurse will play him, and he's mm-hmm. a Nick Nurse type of player. You know what I'm saying? Not only yeah. that, like we're we're like we're like dummy proofing our roster for Ty Lue because Ty Lue loves his guys or whatever and yeah people i mean i i kind of give tyloo slack because a coach is allowed one like one bad season like you know what i'm saying like bill belichick right now is having multiple bad seasons (laughs) like like Mm -hmm. it, it is what it is but um we can't afford to have happen what happened last year anymore like the politics there was times where terrence was getting dmps you're gonna you're not gonna trade a guy that was getting dmps for james harden you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, like, for me too, it's like I think me, all three of us are pro James Harden just because personally, I like James Harden as a player. I would love to see one of my favorite players in the NBA play, wear a Clippers jersey. And even if we're not, I'm not getting prime James Harden. It's still one of those really cool things. It's kind of like you know, when a player before a couple seasons before they retire, like let's just say you're a big Paul Pierce fan, and then you saw him play for the Wizards, right? It's like it's kind of like one Man, of those. He's things. one of my favorite players. He's one of my favorite right? players. Ever. So like, yeah. and then he came to the Clippers and just sat on the back of the bench. And... Yeah, I loved it though. <laughs> I loved it. I have a Paul Pierce Clippers jersey. So so you I know what I mean? It's, it, it's, 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 so to, <laughs> he's one of my favorite players ever. So to me, it's it's kind of like one of those things, right? It's like you're getting a player you really like, and then he's now playing for your favorite team. So that's why I've always been a little bit more pro James Harden. And once I f- found out that they were linked, I was like, I want this guy on my team. Just make it happen. But in just uh, an overall perspective on it is I feel like just James Harden saga is just a symbol for how the Clippers have been handling things for the last year almost. Like we've been giving them passes and excuses since last August. Like we like every time things are not working, well, it's like, ah, you know, once quiet comes back or, hey, Paul George is dealing with this or, hey, you know what? I still think we're good enough. Oh, just wait till we make the playoffs. Or, hey, if Kawhi gets past this first round, we'll be like, we've been giving him excuses and passes all season. 
and it didn't lead to anywhere. And then so when we're talking about like like you said, like there might be a trade down the line, like we don't want to trade in December or February. And you know what? Maybe that's being narrow minded because maybe that is the best trade. And in hindsight, two years from now, we're like, man, I'm glad we didn't get James Harden and we got this guy instead. Maybe that will be the case. But right now where I'm sitting is we should have made a trade happen in June. Like, yeah, if if we're <laughs> sitting, if we're sitting here on our asses now, then yeah, just pull the trigger on Brogdon then. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? No, like, no, 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 we, no, 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 hold on. Hold, let me, let oh, me finish ahead, my thought. Ahead, let ahead, me finish ahead, my thought. We, we would have knowing that James Harden was an option. We would all be disappointed. But back then a few days before that, we didn't know James Harden was an option. So if we walked away from our offseason with just with, with trading away Marcus Morris and bringing in Malcolm Brogdon, we would have felt like, all right, at least we got a little better. We still wouldn't feel like we could compete with the other Western teams, and we'd be still like, hey, we should be able to do more. But at least they did something if they did that deal, right? Like here, they like you said, they dangled James Harden in front of us, like, I don't know, the last couple of days of June, right before the CBA was signed. And so every day there's been a different story. Every week there's been a different story. Even when the story is down and they're talking about Damon Lillard, we get like a minor like, hey, well, also James Harden wants to go up to the Clippers and that hasn't changed. Like we're getting little tidbits of James Harden news. Well, the Damon Lillard stuff. Now everyone's been traded. Drew Holiday's been traded. Twice. And, and since and since last February, we've been linked to players like Kyrie, uh, Fred Van Vliet. We've been linked to other. We've been linked to other Drew Hall, and apparently, the the kicker has been we're not training Terrence Mann. That's been the kicker, and it's like there's nothing against Terrence Mann. I personally would love to find a way for us to get James Harden without training Terrence Mann because I do think Terrence Mann's a really good utility player to have on your bench that you could just plug him into almost any position, and he'll be able to be somewhat successful in that position. But there's plenty of players in this NBA that could be utility guys that we could find i'm sure there's a really good g league player that we could you know develop into that position can we develop them into into terrence man in a year probably not but i'm pretty sure there's a reason why we drafted jordan miller <laughs> because... oh, i mean like do people not see this we get russ we get miller we we, we get bones like we got the dude primo we got primo like they're stacking guards for a reason it's not like it's just Mm-hmm. We have Norm still. Like, you know what I'm saying? Amir is still here, and Amir play, basically plays two through four. Same yeah. thing. You know what I'm saying? And it's like we have these guys. We have First of all, we got too many guys. Like even if we could cut some roster spots to just less you know, less guys and, ha- and have the core group, I'd even prefer that. But that's besides the point. Like you said, when, there, when the chance was to get Brogdon, should have pulled the trigger. We basically did pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. But then they, but then they backed out and look at Brogdon now hooping and hooping in preseason, he balled. Right. And like, he might he might get hurt in like a, in a month or you know cool. maybe his elbow it's never. Morris. Yeah, it's like it's like we're like, if we're trading nothing for nothing, at least it's a different nothing, right? Like yeah, <laughs> you know, like so, uh, so that's this is the thing about this Terrence Mann thing is like every, we've had about five, four to five top tier talents you know maybe some of its rumors but some of its speculation some of its actual reports that terrence Mann has been linked to trading for some of these guys and i'm being honest with you the reason why i'm so high on james harden too is i understand that we're gonna get 
James Harden slightly out of his prime. I understand we're getting James Harden with baggage. And I understand that this is probably not going to be the best fit with Russ or whatever, but you, un- but you know what, this is probably the best we can do. Like, I don't think we could go yeah. and send out the same offers and get cat. And nice. I don't think we're going to get grant. I don't think we're going to get any of these guys. Like, yeah, maybe there's another player that's like, Hey, I want to go to the Clippers. James Harden has been literally saying he wants to go to the Clippers and it hasn't happened yet. I just don't know how, how bro. Like I was talking to someone earlier today. There was a point where Elton Brand didn't even want to sign back here, bro. Like he mm-hmm. didn't even want to come back like to play here. And now we got James Harden, top five shooting guard of all time, talking about, yeah, I want to come play here. And we're over here just like we're scared. They're, they're scared to make a move because they don't know what's going to come out of it. Kyrie Irving, unpredictable. That's all good and like whatever, but it's like he averaged like 26 or 27 last year. Yeah. Like, you, you got to do what you got to do to win. Michael Porter Jr., 18. Murray, 20-something. Jokic, triple-double. They have high-end talent on their team. Bill just led the league in scoring like two years ago. Do I have to even go further? KD, like Booker, bruh. Like, if you want to be on the even playing field, Porzingis, Holiday, Brown, and Tatum. What? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Middleton, Giannis, Dame. Three guys, 20-plus. Like, bro, what, what are, I yeah. love, I love Russ. Like you said, Brian, Russ comes with baggage. Russ was almost out the league if PG not speaking up for him. Like, really, though, right? Like, 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 really? So he comes with, he came with baggage coming here. And just because your situation was bad wherever it was, doesn't mean it's going to be bad here. Yeah. You know, and, Bones, and- Bones had baggage coming from, from the Nuggets. Talking about, hey, I'm gonna throw this out there right now. Primo has a ton of baggage. Oh my god, don't even don't... guys. We gave that guy a two way, don't even start. Primo, like, and you know, and like, I, I'm we haven't talked too much about Primo on the pod. Actually, I don't even think we brought him up at all. Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna be like, I, I, I totally see why they did it though, because he's a former lottery pick and we don't have a ton of those and we will not have any moving forward for, for a long time. And so, this was the Clippers' way of saying we're gonna take a chance on this lottery player. We're going to stuff him in the G League for a year. And then once we re-sign him next year, no one's going to bat an eye because he's already been on the team for a year. You yeah, know, which, and, is, which is, you know, it's sad, but true. Like, that's just the that's, us, that's what they're doing. Like, they're like, we get we have an opportunity to have a lottery player on our team. And if we do happen to have to get younger because Kawhi, Paul George, and James Harden move on, then they have a lottery player there. And, uh, yeah, do you want to make him a franchise player? No. But he might be good around other franchise players. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just, I, I, I totally see what they're doing there. And gosh. and like like you like you mentioned, like I could understand the Kyrie thing, right? And I can understand like maybe not training for Fred Van Vliet when he's probably having his his least productive year, right? Those were two players we were linked to last February. I can understand why they didn't pull the trigger there, even even though I feel like I would have liked to have one of them. <laughs> uh, but now here we are. We didn't take, we didn't get Drew Holiday. We got outbid by the Celtics. And now we have James Harden. And James Harden, in my opinion, was a lot more productive than Fred Van Vliet, Fred Van Vliet last year. And he doesn't have the same social media baggage as I would say Kyrie does have. He was so- legit more productive than Kyrie and Drew Holiday. Yeah. Bro played the Celtics. Didn't they go to Game Seven? 
something like that. Yeah. But I mean, like he had a 40 ball in the playoffs and people love to go like his playoff lows. What about the playoff highs? Like he has playoff highs as well. All players have playoff lows. LeBron has playoff lows. Like, and you mentioned like we have so many players on this roster. We could cut five or six of them, put, throw them into a trade, and we'd still probably have two to three too many. That's a fact. That's a fact. Like we so. just have so many redundant spots. Norman Bones, it's so redundant. Like personally, like I like Russ's usage out there. I don't know. I I I just feel like he adds a little bit of spiciness. Bro's on a minimum contract, and he's at least worth fifteen to like twenty million dollars. Like at least. Mm-hmm. And and. and I just look at the team and I go like, how are they comfortable going into the season? This redundant again. Yeah. And I, and I feel like they, I, I feel like, like you said, like they're on serious. Morris they're on serious. There is this, like, they, they feel like someone's going to bail them out or something like the 76ers are going to bail them out with it. Like, it doesn't seem like the 76ers are going to bail them out. When when once it hit media day, I was like, uh, so what are we doing here? <laughs> you know, and yeah. you know, because like he's he's showing up to work. You know what I mean? Like I thought he might not show up to work, but once he started showing up to work, I was like, hey, the Clippers are gonna have to trade him something now. You know what I mean? Like although it might throw yeah. the 76ers season away, you still don't want to throw your own season away because of the 76ers situation. Like let them let their season rot all the you, know, you want, but like hey, don't let your season rot because you you don't want to give off Terrence Mann. Right. So Absolutely. I, I know me and Jake have been going back and forth. Jesse, do you, do you have anything you want to add? No, no. I was letting you guys go out. Um, so to I – don't, I don't really quite understand, like, the fascination with Terrence Mann because, honestly, I feel like if it wasn't for game six, we wouldn't really be talking much against the Jazz, right? Like, if Kawhi did not go down, he probably would not have had that kind of game and we would not have this admiration for this kind of player. Um is he a utility player? Like you said, yes, he is. Does he do everything good? Yeah, he does. Um, does he facilitate when he plays point guard? No, he doesn't. He just hands off to the players, right? You need someone that can facilitate. And that's what Paul, that's not Paul George. Sorry. Paul George likes to turn over the ball. <laughs> but that's James Harden, right? But to be devil's advocate here, I I do I do understand the cautions the being cautious about this right you don't want to pigeon your pigeonhole yourself into into a situation this early in the season right because you don't know if whether or not paul like james Harden. i keep on saying paul george i don't know why but james Harden like fills all the holes for you in the in this team so it's like i i I get that perspective but at the same time uh i don't really care much for james Harden. uh i'm not a huge fan of his um but i am tired of going into the season expecting a different result with the same team and it's it's just it's just irritating um it's definition of insanity doing something over and over again Mm -hmm. expecting something different so uh i just i want them to throw the kitchen sink do it this guy is the only like like you said this guy is one of the biggest stars and he's the he's one of the few that want to come to the clippers so why not take advantage of that yeah and the way I see it is, I, I think some people like to go into the future a little bit. If he is a rental, then he's a rental. All you did was lose a first round pick in the future. And Terrence, man, I understand that seems like a lot because we don't have a lot of those. But who's to say we would have drafted well? <laughs> and who's to say Terrence Mann's going to be that guy in two to three years? 
Terrence Mann, you know what's going to happen with Terrence Mann? His contract's going to be up in two years. We're going to have to extend him for a lot more money. And then are we going to feel comfortable paying him close to $15, $20 million? That, that's what he's going to feel like he's worth. And, or right. we're gonna, or we're just going to have to trade him off anyways. But then we're losing all the leverage at that point. Like We're just going to have to trade him off, right? Yeah. Or he's going to play or he's just going to continue being mid. And then he's just going to get older. And then like, yeah, I'm not. Okay. I'm not going to say he's mid. I think that's mid comes across as disrespectful. He's just going to continue being a good, Who he is? Who a, he good is? a good NBA yeah, player. Yeah. Like, he, is he worth a first round draft pick? Yeah, but is he worth a first round draft pick in two to three years from now? I don't think so. Right? Like, he's worth a first round draft pick now. But yeah, and so I like you said, I can see why the 76ers want him. I can see why they don't want Norman Powell. I wish they were like, I guess we'll take Norman Powell. <laughs> but because now we're going to go into the season with uh, Kawhi and Paul George having to play like the hardest 35 minutes of their night just for Norman Powell to put his head down, go up, try to get a foul call, and now have it get, get called. Right. <laughs> so Bro, I just, because you look around the league and all starting lineups for the top teams have changed. Like they've mm-hmm. all changed. Like you, if you legit look around the league, the Warriors got so desperate they traded Jordan Poole, bro, for Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. And Steve Kerr went on that podium and he was like, "He gives us leadership, and he gives us playmaking." They, like he legit came out and said that. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like the Nuggets lost Brucey. They lost Bruce Brown. Like you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. they got they resigned Reggie Jackson. They brought in a rookie, and the rookie's playing good. They're going to bring up Peyton Watson to play. Like, these other teams have added onto their roster, and we just kept the same roster. We're just running it back. We're just running it back. We, we, added, added, we... we added KJ. We added KJ, but looking at the preseason, it looked like Ty Lu is playing him with the second and third stringers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I I don't – maybe Ty Lu because Ty Lu hasn't really staggered the, the two guys together, you know, but – uh. That's not the way to go about things. You need more. And, and like, let's take James Harden out of this, right? I think we all look at this as like he's a perfect way to consolidate some of these things. The main thing that like the Clippers could do to improve this roster too is not even adding, it's subtracting. Like, let's yeah. get rid of some of this dead weight so players like KJ could play more minutes. So mm-hmm. Terrence Mann could play his 25 to 30. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Bones could be the sixth man of the year. Like, so because like, you know, like, for example, like someone like Norman Powell is probably going to get in the way of Bones having a, a decent, you know, he like he's taking shots that Bones should be taking. Like Bones could go two for eight and I'll be like, man, I, I appreciated him shooting all the shots. Norman Powell goes two for eight and I'm like, man, can we sit this guy down? <laughs> you know, it's like it's just a different feeling. And it's like, yeah, like and plus Norman Powell makes a good amount of change that we could use in a trade. I think that's why, like, I'm more willing to move off from him. But I could see what Norman Powell adds to the team, but we already have, like I said, we already have players on this team that do everything he does, but a little better. And he can't defend. <laughs> like I, I think we we got him from Portland, and we felt like he may be able to a little bit. We thought he was at least an average defender, and that has not proven to be true. And then Sora benches Bones, Norm. KJ, but you know who's there's a plant there's plenty of players in the way of those guys. There's Marcus. What are we gonna do with Marcus? Are we just not gonna play him or do are we gonna bring him off the bench? Hell, we might even start him. <laughs> you know, like we have Rocco, we have Nicholas Batum, we have you know Mason Plumley who's gonna get some minutes. I understand that he plays a totally different position than those guys, but he's gonna play. So 
And so like, yeah, and I, and I understand like, we're not trying to have Musa, maybe Kobe Brown. We're not trying to have Jordan Miller play yet. I wouldn't be surprised if we're not even trying to have Josh Primo play, you know, Josh Primo arguably is probably a tier above some of the other guys we have on the bottom of this bench. It It's, it's just one of those things where it's like, we, have, like you said, we have too many guys, like at least start considering like, all right, this this James Harden thing may not happen. Maybe then you're kind of like telling the 76ers like, well, we have this Marcus Morris deal lined up. And if we trade Marcus Morris, then we probably can't get James Harden because he's a huge chunk of this contract. So what do you want to do? 76ers? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at least start trying to trade off the, the, the play, the pieces you're supposed to be subtracting. So like, yeah, like I said earlier, like at least we could have pulled the trigger on Brogdon. Would we, would we had too many guards still? Then Yeah. But right. maybe would we maybe we could use Norman Powell instead of Marcus Morris in the deal, right? So it's just like I don't know. It's just we're it's a week away. I'm trying not to overreact, but I do feel like there is going to be a feeling of low key disappointment if we go on to the 25th and we are like we're like what at least cut some guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm not I'm not trying to tell anyone to lose their jobs, but you got to show the clipper fan base and investors we're i would say we're shareholders right we spend money we go to these games we buy the jerseys you're if you're gonna bust out a terrible city edition jersey this year at least uh give us james harden wearing it <laughs> you know what I mean? you know like, i'm gonna buy it you know i'm gonna buy it too like, I'm, I'm, I'm like i don't like it's trash but i'm gonna buy it i'm i'm <laughs> waiting i'm waiting for a specific moment and i'm waiting for them to tell me the story because maybe the story will help me change my mind a little bit let me tell like, you one thing not even a story could save that jersey for me. All <laughs> <laughs> respect to whoever designed it or whatever. It's, but I mean, this is an NBA problem. That's another. That's for another day. This is this jersey NBA thing is like a whole different problem. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the there's only like a handful of jerseys that actually look pretty clean to me. Have you seen the Warriors one with like the San Francisco mm-hmm. earthquake work going? To, like, yeah. What like what is that, bro? <laughs> like what? what <laughs> I, yeah. I, I feel like they came up with really good plans for like three to four years and they're like, well, we need a fifth year. And they're like, I don't know, just call them clips and put the basketball in there. I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Like, like, I don't know how you go from Mr. Cartoon to, to the San Diego one when you have the old script. And then even last year's jersey was uh, pretty clean with the Drew League stuff. I, I, you would think that it's like even if you just came out and was lazy about it and came out with a combination of all those jerseys into one jersey, I think the fans would be like, "Oh, that's pretty good." <laughs> you know, like, like I don't know, like, yeah. yeah. Gee, those AI generated jerseys look better. I don't, I don't understand <laughs> where they get. <laughs> they should have just paid that. They should have just used that app, honestly. Um, yeah, like I, I, I think I think this the Clipper the Clipper feeling right now is I I do have confidence in our guys. But just as a franchise in general, it, it's just one of those things like you're, 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 and I know it's not the Clippers fault. I know it's probably a Nike thing, but it's like, you're, you're, you're coming out with a very uninspiring city edition Jersey. You're coming in here with kind of an uninspired roster of sorts. Like, yeah, I'm enjoying hearing all the training camp videos of people running at practice and Ty Lue shooting free throws and stuff like that. Come but whenever, on. every time I watch those videos, I'm like, I wish half these guys were not here. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, do. I just, you know, let's before we, before we dip, I guess let's leave people with like this, right? Like what if, they just don't want to invest anymore into these two guys, bro. What if they're just like, you know what? We're going to ride this out. It's their last year. 
And if we could get him on a discount going into the extension years, cool. If not, we have our draft picks. We have a little bit of young equity in these young guys. We can mm-hmm. just, you know what I'm saying, turn the roster over and start brand new in a new arena with our new rebrand. Yeah, because I don't think you're flipping them for a big name at the trade deadline. But you could possibly get maybe a first-round pick or something like that, and then you have that guy on the poster going into the into a dome, right? Exactly, exactly bro. Like uh, You look at all the other teams, the Nets blown up. The, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks now are blown up. The Golden State Warriors are blown up. Like all these teams have been blown up. And so what if LAC is just sitting back and they're just like, you know what? We're not trying to, uh, we're not, we're not, we're not serious about this anymore. Let's, let's, let's finish this last year at crypto, pack it up, see how far we can get. And then from there we'll move forward. I I do feel like they need something for the fans to cling on to in their first year at the end of them, but it could just be another disappointing season. And then asking Kawhi and Paul George, like, Hey, do you really want to test free agency after last season? Or do you want to just take on your player option and we'll ride with you into the into them? You know what I mean? Like it's like putting kind of putting the ball in their court a little bit, but at the same time, I feel like you got elite talent. Like, yeah, they might not be worth that much on the trade market, but letting them walk away for nothing. (laughs) It seems, it seems a little bit odd too. Uh, especially at the amount we invested in them and not just invested in them, but invested in this franchise, invested in the roster construction, invested in, you know, letting their friends play on this team, stuff like that. You know, it, it seems like just to let them walk away for nothing seems also a little disappointing, but also like, like I said, like the reason why I think we should get James Harden is straight up. Like, yeah, like if all three walk after the season, but at least we gave it one last shot. And, you know, if Clipper fans want to do the whole told you so because James Harden didn't work out, then you gave them that at least. And if it does work out, then we won a championship. (laughs) You know, like like, all I'm saying is if this is how they're going to go down with it and this is what they want to do. Terrence Mann better be out there 30 minutes a night, 13 points, 14 points. I'm not even asking for the 15 ball, 13, 14, 12 points a game, 38. To forty one percent from three. That's it. That's all I'm asking. I, I, at least I, two hezies. At least yeah. two hezies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say this right now because I think a lot of people are putting stock in this attribute of his game. Terrence Mann, I want to see him as an all defensive NBA player. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying he has to be first team, but like all like they have three teams, right? They have all defensive, and then you could be first, second, or third team, right? Or is it just all NBA? Uh, it's first and second team defense, right? It's first and second team. Okay, I want I want him at least in the conversation. I want them to be like, "Hey, do you think he he could be an all defensive second team player or something like that?" I want him in the conversation. I want him getting votes from writers and stuff like that. He doesn't have to make the team, but I want when that news comes out of when the teams release, I want him getting votes. If he's not getting votes, then what are we doing here? Yeah, uh, you know, Jake had a really interesting point about you know them giving up on the two one three era eras. Um that's a really good point because if you think about it, like for every player they wanted, they got. And like it's it's like I'm I'm sure like do they want James Harden or I'm sure they do. But management doesn't want to do it. So I don't know. That's kind of interesting. That's uh yeah if if Kawhi said trade Terrence man and Lawrence Frank saying no 
I mean, for real, bro. <laughs> if you think you think you think that if Kawhi went to that table and was like, "Give me Harden," they're not gonna do it. Like, at some point, something not making like too much sense around here. You know, something, some something's off. Like the extensions, them yeah. not caving to the guys. Something's going on. Yeah, like like I said earlier, I'm surprised. Kawhi and Paul George's camp didn't demand that those extensions get done before the season starts because they're putting a lot on the line if they don't get those done. They're putting millions, not just millions, but tens, maybe even hundreds of millions of dollars on the table if they if they don't ink those deals. So I'm I'm intrigued on like <laughs> <laughs> is that Drake? Yeah, that's him look so so like i'm so so like either the clippers and the 213 people are in agreement on something or there is a disconnect but then like the clippers are like are what are you gonna do not play (laughs) like like, i don't know i don't know i agree like it's like it's like i don't know so like unless like when you know things start going south and all of a sudden like we just assume things are good training camp videos are nice ty shooting free throws and all of a sudden uh, halfway through November, Kawhi's like, I'm not vibing with this. I want to trade. But it seems like both guys just want to stay on the Clippers. I just don't know if, like, yeah, I'm, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we'll get three team-friendly contracts from them and James Harden at the end of the season. Like, you know, I was like, we'll sign you for five years, but we're going to pay you $15 million less than everybody else would pay you. Right. You know, you get to stay home. You still get paid. You get to be the stars of this franchise moving forward. And you're just gonna have to say bye to Terrence, man. And everyone's like, oh, "That's fine." <laughs> just I don't know, man. I, something, something's fishy though. Something's up. Something's like, up. like maybe Lawrence Frank's like, "Oh, I know this player is gonna be available in December, so we're gonna wait it out and try to get that guy instead." Like, nah, because I think reports would have been like Clippers are not engaged with James Harden at all. You know what I mean? Like we, I, from what I'm hearing is that they're remaining in talks. So apparently that you know. Although they might be unserious, they're at least talking to Daryl Morey. Yeah, I feel like there's a there's a strong narrative about Daryl Morey being the the unrealistic one, and I think James Harden also feels that way as well. So I'm um, I'm hoping he continues to feel that way. <laughs> well, we'll there see. was the, there was that quote that saying like the 76ers keep moving the goalposts, and so and James Harden feel like this deal could have been happened a long time ago. So I wouldn't be surprised if like at one point it was like Terrence Mann or. The draft pick and now it's Terrence Mann and the draft pick and James Harden's mm-hmm. like hey man just do the damn deal <laughs> you know what I mean like I want to play for the Clippers you're not going to get anything in return you're not going to get the best person you know like it seems like James Harden doesn't mind his players it kind of reminds me of like, like a Kawhi a Spurs situation where he's like it's not the team that's bugging him it's the front office right mm-hmm. so it's yeah and yeah if he you know if he's unhappy, like he has a right to move. So yeah, I agree. Uh, I I am I would be disappointed if the best we could do is just get a bunch of role players. But if that's what we do, that's what we do. But I do want to see some change. I think that's all I want. You know, like you said, we got the carrot dangled in front of us. Uh, I don't think I'd be this passionate about getting a player if we weren't so close to getting him. I think I think that's how real I am about it. If it was like James Harden's rumor to go to the Clippers or Knicks, and then we just hear nothing about it for the rest of the summer, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's fine. What are we gonna do with Marcus Morris? <laughs> I think that's what we would, <laughs> right. that's what that's what that's what every podcast would be about. It's like, what do we do with Marcus Morris? But now for uh, this has been going on for months. 
then it's like, you know, just let it happen. And even if it does, quote unquote, ruin the franchise, eh, at least we took a shot on him. You know, I got a couple of cool jerseys out of it and I saw James Harden play for my favorite team. Uh, some, Wait, people right, hate James, right. some people hate James Harden, but go ahead and hate him. And like I said, the, the Clippers chances of winning a championship with James Harden increase, but it doesn't mean that they're better than the other teams either. There's a lot of good teams in the NBA. The chances of winning the championship are not an absolute. So you could walk away saying you're right. But I, my take on it, if the Clippers reach the finals for the first time in the NBA, even if they lose the finals, sign all three to as long as they want, <laughs> let them stay and then try to do it again. And you know, it's probably going to be the wrong move, but screw it. <laughs> you know, like, Bro, fact of the matter is, do you want to win or not? You know, you want to win or not? It it could be James Harden, it could not be. It could be any other borderline all star or all star. Just make something happen, make something shake. The Clippers have been good for a long time, right? We've had winning seasons for ten years. It's time to start being win. great. Like yes, like yeah. let's 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 be great. And if we fail, and because we try to be great, I'd rather have us fail that when we try to be great than just trying to be good. Like, I want to be in pursuit. I don't want to be, like, just a playoff team. I want to be in pursuit of it. I want to win. I want to get there. I want to be the Yankees. You know what I'm saying? I I want to be that. I, wanna, I, 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 I want us to get into the playoffs healthy, and other teams, no matter what seed we have, are like, shit. Yeah, me too. I, I want teams that, like, fought really hard to get a high seed, and then I guess we got fifth or sixth or something. And then like, well, shit, we got to play those three guys <laughs> because, yeah. and you know, in the first round, like shit, you know, like we're not, I, I just don't want to make it easy on anybody. Like, I feel like for the last three years, we made it easy on other teams because their main guys aren't playing. Like at least if Kawhi went down, we would have Harden and Paul. Like, right. is that, is that a championship right. team? No, but at least it gives me a little bit more hope going into yeah. the game. You got, you got a chance. You got a puncher's chance with talent. Yeah. It. You know, like, I don't know how many times we've been in position where Terrence could have another uh, Utah Jazz game and it just hasn't happened. <laughs> like, trust me, we've given him plenty of opportunities to repeat that situation. We've had pl- plenty of players down and it hasn't happened again. You know, like, I appreciate that moment. It's one of the happiest moments of my Clipper fandom. And, you know, like I said, if we could find a way to keep him instead of trading him, I would prefer that. But the fact that that's where we're drawing the line, I'm like, oh, come on. We traded players that I probably have a lot more uh, love for on this team. <laughs> you know, like I said, Blake Griffin. And remember when we traded Blake Griffin, Jesse? And I was like, absolutely. Like, why would we do that? I was sick. I was sick to my stomach. Like, like, and just to find out a year later, he could barely walk. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I was sick when it happened. Wow. I was. Whew. I was so frustrated because it happened like midseason. I remember like the game when he shot, he made against Portland. Like, remember, like this is when Chris Paul left and we're, it's basically just Blake Griffin and a bunch of dudes we brought in. <laughs> and he and he made that game when he shot against Portland. And like and then like, you know, shortly after it's like, hey, we're good. We're going to get Tobias Harris. <laughs> and I was like, Tobias, who? And then it turned out he was really good. And then we traded him. <laughs> and I was like, and so it's like. Uh yeah you, you and then like I I feel like if we're gonna trade like you said Lou Will for Rondo then we we might as well just let everyone like, everyone can be traded Lou Will for Rondo like on the whim too yeah we'll send him to Atlanta or whatever we send him, <laughs> we'll send him to Atlanta for two second round picks and Rondo or some shit or you know like think about how how just how bad that is. <laughs> like, 
God, bro. And we're like, we're trying to get the assist leader in the NBA last year who dropped a 40 bomb in the playoffs. And we're like, ah, man, I don't know if I want to trade Terrence in the first one. We'll trade this guy who literally saved our franchise after we traded Blake Griffin and Lou Will, and we'll trade him for f- nothing. And then <laughs> they traded Shea to Oklahoma City. Like, yeah. The rookie they drafted, probably the best rookie they hit on since Blake. I don't know, bro. Well, not even probably. I mean, yes, <laughs> he's all NBA. He's all NBA. Like the thing is, like I'm not. I don't feel like I'm putting my blinders on. I'm not putting my my rose colored glasses on. I understand there's plenty of risk breaking James Harden, a 34 year old James Harden on the team, but. I'd rather take a shot at this, especially knowing that he could probably just be a one-year rental. We can move on from it afterwards. And yeah, will that still have damaging effects on our franchise? Sure, whatever. (laughs) At least for one season, we took a shot at it. And then, you know what? Then we'll really get to reimagine how this team will be. Until then, I get to bless you with an AI-generated dangling carrot and a Clippers jersey. Some have smiley faces. Can't wait. It's hilarious. Uh, Yeah, you can find our pod where you find your podcasts. It could be Spotify, Apple, Google, on your desktop. Who knows? Uh, You can find us on X at LA Clips Forum. We're going to work on trying to be more interactive on there, especially with the season happening. Um, I think I want to fool around with this AI generated stuff. Apparently, you can't put players and stuff into it, so it makes it a little harder. I try to do James Harden as Oppenheimer, and they're like, "Nah, we can't do that." Uh, so yeah, but like, like I said last time, Jake was on this podcast. If James Harden does get traded to this team, we are going to be dropping Oppenheimer or Hardenheimer shirts. Yes, can't wait. It's gonna be fire. <laughs> I'm still so, putting my energy to like James coming over. Oh yeah, I'm. I in my head, it's happening. Even though I'm, I've given up hope that it's gonna happen the next day. You know, like sometimes you wake up the next morning, like, oh, I can wake up to James Harden news. I gave up on that a long time ago, but uh, I'm still holding out hope that one day I'm gonna be pleasantly surprised. Yep, same. And then I'm gonna be hitting you guys up, like, hey, we got to do a podcast today. <laughs> I've been, I've been telling my wife. She's like, so what are your plans tonight? And I'm like, ah, you know, well, I, I don't have anything going on. But if James Harden gets traded to the Clippers, I'm gonna have to pod. And she's she's like, you've been saying that for months, and it, I just sound like an absolute <laughs> like maniac. <laughs> like just like yeah, you know, James Harden gets treated. <laughs> like it's like a it's like a conspiracy <laughs> theory. Like I have like a little foil on my head, like I'm blocking out the windows. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm believing something that doesn't exist. <laughs> uh Jake, you got anything to promote before we head out? We just dropped the shirts, jakebarnes.com. Um, our Instagram is down. The Kobe Bryant estate took us down last week. Uh, so we're trying to fight and get that back. In the meanwhile, Twitter, Jake Barnes. And I uh, got two new projects on the way. So, yeah, excited to, to drop that. All right. And Jesse, you got anything you want to say before we head out? No, I think we pretty much said everything in this podcast. I feel yeah, good. Harden. I feel good to bounce off Jake because I feel like me and you have been saying the same thing for like seven months. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I love the interaction, the energy. Like it was beautiful. Like you, you sparked something in me. Like I think I've had James Harden dread for the last two months, but Jake sparked something. Talk in me. that talk. I'm ready for the. I'm ready. For and, and and I really do feel like the fact that the Terrence Man thing had to come up again. I was like, oh, like that's. 
it's got, it's got to be this, this, this guy. This guy. Remember, <laughs> like this guy. And then it was like, oh, Terrence Mann's not involved. We're like, oh, okay. We said all we said all those mean things about Terrence Mann when we didn't have to, but now we're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hardenheimer will. Uh, it's coming soon. Yep. All right. Well, you know what? You guys could be doing anything with your time. You guys have been listening to us when we've been basically doing the same podcast all summer. Uh, you know, if the Clippers bring out the same roster, then we could do the same podcast. <laughs> uh, but you guys could be doing anything with your time, but you spent it with us and we appreciate it. And we're out. Peace.